0: trusted identities of the world's people, places, and things. Every day, millions of people in more than 100 countries use our products and services to securely access physical and digital places. Over 2 billion things that need to be identified, verified, and tracked are connected through HID Global's technology. Hello again. Uh, welcome back to our third, or first or second, depending on what you're watching in. Uh, Lunch and Learn series for Safe for Healthcare. This time we're going to talk about kiosks and really how we feel kiosks that help can help make uh, we say everyone's lives better. Um, but we're going to get into that a little bit, just so everyone is all good, um, kind of contextually aware of what we're going to be talking about today. So the last couple we've talked about inpatient facilities outpatient facilities largely in the context of patients and visitors but today is going to extend a little bit into some other identities that may be coming into a healthcare uh, organization that you're still wanting to keep track of who they are where they're going why they're here uh, contractors and vendors being some of those primary ones um, so again Safe for healthcare is really addressing uh, a pretty broad spectrum of identities and physical access needs um and so with that let's get uh started on our first topic here team so let's get kicked off with how a kiosk is complimentary for for a staff lobby and dwayne you and i were talking about this and that word is actually a really key word in this whole thing isn't it
1: yes it is i'm looking at it and uh yes it's a very it is a very Strong word. Um, when it comes to this environment that we're talking about, um, another word that we try to use, utilize when we're talking about kiosks is augment, um, augment that, that that flow of patience and augment some of that work that uh, stress off of you your guest services individuals and allowing some uh, some individuals who you know feel free that want to you know, take advantage of the technology you have it available Thank for them. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit last time with the the, the out
0: service. Sorry, Darwin, I cut you off there. Um, kind of being able to flow visitors into kind of the the vein they want to go based on maybe their proclivities or, or comfort with technology. But, you know, being able to have the two coexist within a space, I think is helpful for those types of populations. Darwin, what were you going to say?
2: So I, what I was going to add is that, you know, it e- goes to help define that visitor experience, that patient experience, that even whether you're an inpatient and outpatient, or you are a vendor coming in, you know, a, a, a medical sales rep. So you, you have all these populations where, where you have, not only, you know, you want to be able to keep them safe and to, you know, have them to the full, but it also helps with, you know, this this very common theme in, in, in the industry about workflow efficiencies because you know when you you want you want that throughput you know the, if you have a recurring visitor that that you have their information and they can they feel comfortable with the kiosk then you know you have the the, the opportunity of re, you know reducing the lines on on uh, 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 on the on the you know on the visitor desk you know you know sometimes you you, you have the volunteers enough volunteers to to man the desk, sometimes the volunteers are not enough, especially, you know, if you combine that earlier, uh, one of the webinars, we were talking about the reporting and being able to understand the traffic patterns on, on, on your, on your, on your distinct uh, visitor points. You can use the, the kiosks to make sure that, you know, even when you are not fully staffed, you are still able to maintain an acceptable throughput because, you know, the last thing that you wanted, you know, you tried to rush to get into either an appointment or trying to go visit a family member that you are able to, you know, have that, that quick uh, uh, frictionless experience to help, you know, move it that and, and achieve that, those operational efficiencies. Yeah, you touched on
0: um, something there. We kind of talked about it a little bit in, in previous ones, but, um, that concept also of different individuals that are coming in and kind of giving them a, a workflow that's more specific to their needs maybe it's a different different station um, Dwayne what are you seeing from some of the conversations you're having around um, customers prospects individuals within the industry thinking about, uh, how a kiosk can help kind of with the flow of different groups across a, a building because you know a lot of these these healthcare facilities are pretty massive um at least some of the ones I've been in. So how are they thinking about it from a I guess funneling of traffic kind of point of view? You go here, you go there kind of
1: say. Yeah, so the kiosk is, is great for um for for so, taking away or, or limiting that manual uh, check in process, or like Darwin said, um, you know, a freeing up the space of guest services so you don't have long lines, right? Um, yeah. So, it, it's a very good tool to be able to allow Matthew or Darwin or Anna to check in, grab their information, and then move about the facility. Um, so, we find that people are, are steering in kiosks because it's a way to Relieve high-populated areas and reduce stress um, by allowing individuals to, again, not have to wait on these long lines. But now you have kiosk that allows them to now uh, facilitate an automated process to check in.
2: And you know, something that yeah, I mean, this this I see I see a lot of patterns, or not not only in healthcare, but in other industries, where where people are getting more used to the idea of having that. Okay, I I go and and I, I just do it myself, and then I have to wait you know, wait in line or, or anything. You know, just like you know, good example is, is that anybody that has gone to to a supermarket of, of some of the uh, big box retailers, you 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 know, you check out your your own uh, your own purchases. Now, you know, there, there, there's not there's no difference when you're going to uh, a kiosk in a hospital to to get your badge, and especially for those, uh, if, you know routine visits that that don't you know don't require uh a, a you know like for example a person that has already been cleared to the checklist or is a a, a, a recurrent visitor you know we can make those visits efficient and don't you know and when we need to uh so what that that results is that then we can focus on those that you know are uh watch list hits so you know they they might be trying to get around to using the kiosk, but at the same time you protect your, your, your visitors, your patients, your employees by making sure that the controls that you have defined around watch lists and, and whatnot are still applied in and to keep everyone safe.
0: Yeah, thinking of it as an extension, not a substitute. back to complementing. It's a way of, of extending kind of that that program. Um and and, and I think that goes back to what we started with, the the word compliment I think is important because we often, something new comes about or something that's perceived as taking from, you know, our individual roles, our contributing roles to an organization. In this case, it is meant to maybe free up a little bit of time, but that doesn't mean that the person at the front desk um, or the nurse taking inputs or, or, you know, incoming uh, visitors is it still going to be busy? I mean, I would imagine these are going to be in particularly traffic places back to Dwayne, your comment on stress to help relieve some of the stress in an overall lobby experience. I know a lot of those lobbies will get busy. Yeah. Tensions can build and and everyone feeds off each other. And so it's all just kind of an escalating, uh, contributing factor to some of the overriding, um, topics and, you know, and top of mind today around workplace violence and things like that. So I think, and Viewing it as a compliment is so important, not a substitute. Um, in fact, Dwayne, you were mentioning um, some of the ways and this will kind of bridge into the next topic of considerations maybe a little bit. So, you know, thinking about how staffed versus unstaffed, time during the day, rotations of people, um, what are you seeing and hearing from from the industry around that? Is this something where... They're reliant on a kiosk just during the day or just during the night or kind of a mixture.
1: You know, it's it's a little bit of a of a mixture. Um management as a whole. When you when you come into organizations that don't have any type of tracking of visitors, you know, they tend to, let's call it, highlight the system and uh and probably the less congested time frame, which is typically overnight. You know, and as it as it becomes more adapted, then they all you know, implemented during the day or during visiting hours and so forth. Um, and then the same thing with the kiosk. Um, you know, you typically have your trial runs where it, it'll be there. And you think about it. You have, let's say it's the 70-30 rule, right? 70% of the people will use the kiosk the 30%. I always use the example, my mom will not go up to a kiosk and touch a kiosk. She's just not going to do that. Um, and there are other people, um, whether it be age demographic or what have you, will not, you um, you know will not use a kiosk they want to talk to a person right um to the dollars example big boxes they have checkouts you know i often like to talk to a person at a cash register the to post using the kiosk however there's people who are in a rush to get out so they don't want to talk they want to use that 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 uh you know that that technology and then move on about their day so you know i i, I always say it's the 70 30 rule 70 percent will use it, 30 percent will not and also
2: yeah yeah. So, you know, you're going to you also look at, at, at the population, you know, you know, there are some populations that are going to be more open to, 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 the technology and, you know, every organization, they have their, their true north goals and, and, and that patient centered experience, you know, that, that also all part of, of how we deliver that. And we help you, help organizations through that.
0: Kind of takes me in a slightly different direction. So it, the topic for this one, or I guess the, the webinar, uh, title, you know, includes the word everyone. Um, And on the slide where we talk a little bit about SAFE, I mentioned contractors. Darwin, you mentioned contractors and vendors coming in um, and kind of getting to some of the considerations. And Dwayne, what you were just mentioning, I imagine this is also a way for an organization to maybe push those contractors. Maybe they can come in through a different facility to help again with the flow of people and they come in. They know they're going to have to do this or they maybe can pre-check in or something like that. So they're able to get in and get through quicker. Kind of like when I go to the store and I have a thing of milk, I don't necessarily need to talk to someone after standing in a line with a person that has 40 pieces of grocery. So, um, you know, from a consideration standpoint, what are a couple of the key things for each of you? um, Just guidance wise, keep top of mind when you're thinking about kiosks as a compliment. Again, sticking with that word.
1: So you you hit on a lot of um, a lot of good points, right? So we'll talk about um, the patient visitor side. Um, couple couple of maybe a week ago we did um, you know best practices on outpatients, right? And that's that's another one that kind of goes hand in hand with the kiosk because with the kiosk you know these outpatient visits are typically one day in and out, um, and those are the kind of uh, efficiencies that you're trying to provide in that healthcare environment, right? It's someone to check in, get their eye appointment, get their get their vaccination or whatever it is, and they can go on about their business. That's one. Two, then you have vendors like myself or, or Darwin have mentioned pharmaceutical sales reps that come in for vendors, and you want them to be able to check in. Your example was great. There's a, se- there's a separate section where maybe there's not a man desk, but there's a kiosk. And, you know, most of these vendors are required to, um, and again, policy-driven, are required to check in at some point in time and they can do that through the kiosks. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Darwin, any?
2: Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, just to back on, on, on Dwayne's comments, when you have a population like, you know, medical sales reps or, you know, some of, a, some back vendor, like, you know, the guy that comes to you to do maintenance on the CT scan machine or you have long-term relationships with like consultants and whatnot, you can have a dedicated kiosk for them to check in that, that could be separate from your 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 inpatients or your patients. Uh, the other considerations that you had to consider too is when you're looking at implementing a kiosk. You know, how does it look like for the customer? You know, on on the on the previous slide, we saw a little you know a little tablet type device you know encrusted in in a, in a pedestal. So their their partners. HID uh, partners that have taken our, our our portal and have you know I built to serve it uh, from a, a hardware you know, device you know with, with with the kiosk features on it. Now another consideration you know you me me being the the the, the engineering and recover recovery, I, I can tell you guys that you know you had to also think about the peripherals. So when you're considering. The, the kiosk you know you, you know you need look at the hardware that you you, you look at in, in and what, what type of experience because a kiosk can be something as simple as having a desktop with a you know a, a mouse a keyboard and a monitor that is opening to the to the web base and it, our, our our kiosk mode is is served as as a as a, as a as a web portal so it's web-based so you can you know you can open it from an Android device and I an iOS a tablet Uh, or a Surface tablet. There are recommendations sometimes is that if you need to have, you know, if you want to connect a printer, you want to connect a a barcode scanner, like will be the case of say that you have an outpatient appointment and they come in with a barcode to check in, you know, we recommend to use a a Windows-based device because it has the widest uh, available hardware support rather than, you know, maybe an Android or iOS that the, the hardware might be limited uh, you might just be able to capture a picture or you know print a, a badge if if, if if possible. So those are some of the considerations that that you might wanna you wanna think of when looking at the hardware, you know, or you know, some guys in 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 a in a clinical setting, say in a doctor's office, you know, people get handed a a tablet. Now, also you know with with the the the, the thinking about COVID and transmission, then you know also had to consider. Uh, the type of of oh, oh, kiosk and environment, and make sure that you're able to to sanitize it properly uh, to to make sure that everybody stays safe. So that's that's some of the other considerations that you have to think of uh, when, when when considering into establishing kiosks.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point. I think about uh, kiosks could be almost a decomposed kiosk. Um, you know, some of those pieces within a nursing station. I think of some of the floors i've been on with my like, you kiddo know, sometimes they're really cramped so you're not gonna have space for you know a four or five foot freestanding thing that'll just get in the way um but that that floor may need an extra sticky badge or whatever for making sure dad is dad uh, or, or kind of whatever we're needing from that standpoint so i think that's a good point of um think about the space think about the peripherals Wired versus Wi-Fi, access to power, all of those things that, you know, you're gonna to want to be able to put in place. Um, is it in front of or behind firewalls? That's a completely different topic. We don't need to go into that one, but uh <laughs> um yeah. Um you mentioned uh outpatients a little bit, Dwayne. Any other um scenarios you've run into that are kind of interesting? Um at some of the customer types we have, we've got some that have co-mingled inpatient, outpatient facilities. Some have dedicated of each. Any other interesting scenarios you brought into that you think are worth highlighting? So
1: we have not um, Obviously, there's, there's the, the main one, which is, you know, was there from the beginning. you talked about, you know, vendors and contractors and pharmaceutical medical sales. You know, those are all individuals that can either walk up and use the kiosk. They can scan with a pre-registered QR code. Uh, and make it very um, automatic where they're checking in um, and are kind of hands-free or or, um, a very simple process to check in. You know, and again, we talked about the outpatient, streamlining that. However, there's also one option with your inpatient. So oftentimes you have inpatients, they're in there for some extended period of time, and you have what they call pre-approved visitors. So those are the only, those, those are visitors that can only visit that patient. So our solution with the kiosk can actually send them out a code and they can go to that kiosk and check in. Again, they don't have to go to the guest services desk. They can go directly to a kiosk, check in, print their baths, scan their ID, and walk their way up to the to submitted their their uh, their family friend um and obviously this is the person who's been here before, they're on the approval list, they know where they're going. They don't need wayfinding because again, you know, this kiosk is not going to talk back to you. It's going to print out your your your, uh, your information, and then you go on about your business, right? Yeah. If there's more than you need to maybe directions or find out what a cafeteria is after you check in, things like that, then you want to, you know, make your way over to a guest services desk. Yeah, makes sense. I've been learning and understanding and finding out that, not necessarily learning, but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of our clients that use, and, and even in visitor manager across the board, it's very difficult to, matters the checkout process of, our, of, our, of, of any visitor management system. How, did, how do you stay honest? You know, when you have, when you have to apply uh, visitor restrictions on patients and locations and facilities, how do you keep that, that honesty? And, and it's all v- very, very difficult, right? Because, you know, what, you, what we find people doing today is they're calling the nurses station, right, from the guest services there. So now you're trying to check. So after you're trying to check in, but there might be two people at that patient that he's going to see. So, guest services is calling the nurse's desk or the nurse's station. And that's that's what she's doing. She's just sitting there waiting to answer phone calls to tell you how many visitors are in the room, right? No, that's not going to happen. So, oftentimes you find that these guys are waiting uh, some ridiculous times to go and see family members because they're waiting for individuals to check out. So, with that kiosk, you have the ability to actually check out. Right at that bottom. So even if you're not using it for checking in uh, uh, visitors as it, from a patient or an outpatient or even a, you know, a vendor and contractor, it still holds a value of being able to control your your checkout process, right? Again, let's talk about that 70-30 rule where if it's there, chances are you'll probably get about 70% of the people that will check out. And we can make it very simple. Yeah. They can search by their name. If they have their sticky bags, they can use their sticky bags. If Darwin just printed it, he had a barcode on there. Typically, yep. all these kiosks will have a scanner. You scan your barcode, confirmation number comes up. You click two more buttons, and you're completely checked out. So that does help with the the process of managing the checkout when it comes to the healthcare and the visit management for healthcare.
2: Now, the checkout process itself it's 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 something simple. You know, if at, at you know, just point out to the bottom of the screen, we have the checkout link. And that is, that is not it doesn't. Does that involve a lot of friction or, or, or a lot of effort on the, on the part of a visitor. And that's probably
0: something back to our considerations and some of those things uh, we we're talking about. Who's coming in certain certain floors and certain entrances, maybe um, patient, patient-related visitors uh, through certain points of ingress. I'm guessing then you also want to think about people flowing out, maybe being able to walk through a certain area. Uh, exit, Duane, that goes maybe straight to the parking garage, but maybe you can't come in that way or whatever. You know, just a little tablet that lets them click a couple of times might be huge in terms of really understanding that population in a more real-time uh,
1: manner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, as, as we always say, every healthcare facility is different. So if that situation is applicable, then you are more than likely. I would suggest something like this to, to assist with that checkout process. Oftentimes, Right. Hospital is supposed to be an open and inviting or the the understanding of a hospital is open and inviting. So it's very difficult to restrict the amount of doors. COVID allowed them to do that. And a lot of facilities are trying to stay in that environment to keep their their patients and their staff and anyone in the hospital safe. Okay. All right. Any other final kind of thought, kind of touch on?
0: And then I think we're we're done for the day. So um it, it, I will reiterate for for maybe what's the umpteenth million time these aren't supplements to individuals and in staff this is a compliment it is a way to maybe reduce the burden that the staffed lobby has on five or ten twenty percent for an individual which can be huge at the end of the day um relieves their stress potentially relieves queuing makes the experience better streamlines the flow throughout the facility Um, overall, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, kiosks are really helpful for is that efficiency that you've talked about at the beginning, Darwin. Um, and then obviously just think about really what you're needing for a kiosk, the flow. Um, just like when you have a house party or you're thinking about your catering, you don't want to put things that stop people right by the door. You don't want people congregating right there by the door. So, you know, think about the flow of people, um, in your lobby, We've seen it, so I'm sure. I'm sure, Dwayne, whether he likes to or not, you know, could maybe say I would put it maybe over there. Um, but uh, you know, that's that's kind of what, what's my final thought. I, what
1: what are the two you have that you want to wrap up with, and then we'll uh, we'll all break for lunch. I, I think you hit him on the head, Matthew. Um, you know, the efficiency is probably my number one. Okay. Obviously, uh, with this whole with all these best practices, security is is right up there. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to secure the areas, right? Um, and then with with EOSC, and with any of this visitor management stuff, a very a a, a a good point, but people always overlook it is signage, especially these new facilities that um, don't have visitor management. You you'll you'll be surprised how far signage and literature will go when you're just implementing this these uh, these new policies and procedures at your facility. You mean like a big sign it a year, but hey, you know, we're, we're looking to protect our, our areas in a better fashion. So this is what we're doing to protect you and your loved ones while they're, while they're in the hospital or in our healthcare, you know, it's a
0: really good point. It was when I talked to a um, customer of ours in, in the greater Ohio river Valley area, um, that was top of mind for them was, um, presenting out to the community their role as an, an advocate for community um, you know pushing and promoting safety for the security of the community I think I said several words there redundantly but um, it goes back to the the healthcare networks being here for the community so everyone being safe within it is a boon to the community as always I think it's a great point. Darwin what, what do you want to wrap us up with?
2: Uh, you know the, the, you guys make excellent points the other thing is to consider is, is, is you know making sure that uh you're considering what hard work you want to do like you know when thinking about the, the the experience of what what services are you you comfortable doing because like you know you might you might be comfortable you know having a fully automated uh kiosk where we you know i go in you know put my information and i get my badge and i'll be on my merry way but you know, you, you know, some some uh, environments, like for example, a children's hospital, that might not be you know a, a really you know an option uh, depending on the on the local policies. So thinking about what hardware that you want to do, in, in, and the, the 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 flexibility of the different platforms that you can use. You know, some platforms will have more available peripherals than others. And, and that's okay, because they, depending on how your, your 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 use cases develop, then you can leverage the technology that you're most comfortable with. And you, again, looking at that patient experience, that true north, you know, that patient center care, visitor center care, where you can have you know just your branding and you 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 you, you it, it, it are you know controls that doesn't don't feel like like controls in, within yeah. your environment to keep everybody safe and make sure that you you know you have. That uh, could maintain good visibility on the environment, what's going on.
0: I appreciate it. Again, this was fun. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Darwin, thank you. Dwayne, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you for hosting us. And we'll call it a day. Hope to see everyone again soon. And if you didn't, this was number three in our series. I can't count three. Um, this was about kiosk. We've got one on outpatient, one on inpatient And uh we hope you enjoyed. Have a good day. Take care, everyone.
1: Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.